0: Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. "'Tis good, Lord, to be here, so would say Peter, John, and James there on the Mount of Transfiguration, but so say we this day. Lord, it is good to be here in your house, hearing your praises, hearing your word, and being filled with your good things. Tis good Lord to be here. For here we behold the true glory of God. As Peter, James, and John went up onto that mountain with Jesus, they did not know what to expect. They did not know what Jesus would bring them there to do. Maybe just to pray, as was his custom. He went off by himself often, to pray, to speak with his Heavenly Father, to, as a dear child, ask his dear Father for anything. To speak with him, just as you, the children of God, can talk to your Heavenly Father. Share with him your thoughts, your desires, your struggles, your trials and joys. Maybe it was just to pray, but as he was praying this time, as Jesus was praying this time, He was changed. Prayer changes us. In talking to our Heavenly Father, we are changed when we communicate with God. When we speak to him, his words, like in the Lord's prayer, when our prayers are shaped by the faith that he creates in us, we change. Our perspectives change, our priorities change. Even those wants and desires of which we are asking God, they change. they are conformed to his will that his kingdom would come. His appearance is changed. And Peter, James, and John get a glimpse of the true glory of God in heaven. His clothes became dazzling white like the stars that shine like the sun at noonday, like lightning Last week we had a little bit of lightning. Who would have thought in January, a lightning storm, but as dazzling white as a bolt of lightning. If you've ever been near to a bolt of lightning when it strikes, the flash is unreal. If you've ever been struck by a bolt of lightning, I can only imagine how bright those moments are. His clothes became dazzling white. For this is God's epiphany. In the season of Epiphany, we arrive now at the transfiguration of Jesus, where his appearance is transfigured, where he is altered, where we see the glory that is veiled behind his human flesh shine forth in unrestrained brilliance. White and light, and it just overshadows all things. And there appears Moses and Elijah. The season of Epiphany is about a light shining from Christ. An epiphany means to, to shine a light, to, to make something known. And the season of Epiphany began with his baptism in the Jordan, where God spoke and where the God the Father spoke and said, This is my beloved Son. And it, we conclude the season of Epiphany with another gracious and enlightening Epiphany. Jesus manifests his glory, and the Father again says, This is my Son, my chosen one. Listen to him. The epiphanies have come, and they have come, and they have come. his, His revelation at the Jordan, his first miracle in Cana, healing the sick, casting out the demons, preaching and teaching the work of God continuing today as his powerful word goes forth, And yes, even as his glory is seen, but seen not in the dazzling brilliance of white robes and lightning white light, but the glory of God is seen where it is good to be, right here. The glory of God is truly seen not on the mountaintop in the the light, bright, shiningness of Jesus in his transfiguration, but where Jesus would go to be. What Moses and Elijah were talking with Jesus about is the accomplishment of his greatest glory. Peter, John, and James wanted to stay there on the mount where the glory was most obvious and most compelling, but that is not where God's glory would be accomplished. For the true glory of God is seen in his departure that he was about to complete in Jerusalem. Moses and Elijah are speaking to Jesus about his departure. The word is his exodus that he was about to accomplish. Now, exodus, sounds that, that brings a whole lot more biblical baggage with it than just his departure, his coming in and his going out. Jesus is about to accomplish an exodus in Jerusalem. When God accomplished the exodus out of Egypt, he led his people, his beloved ones, out of slavery into a promised land where he provided for them and he guided them and he led them and he fed them and he nourished them. And so Jesus is about to accomplish his exodus in Jerusalem, your exodus from slavery to sin into the promised land of eternal life through a life of wandering in which he will feed you and nourish you and care for you and lead you and guide you and teach you the, the exodus that jesus is about to accomplish is yours your freedom your release from bondage and slavery so that the glory glimpsed on the mount can be known fully in heaven. The epiphany that Peter, John, and James see for a moment, we will see and experience forever in heaven with him. We accomplish that because of where Jesus' glory is truly seen and truly accomplished. On the cross. As bright and brilliant as the the Mount of Transfiguration was, as dazzling as that lightning might have been, so much more dazzling and brilliant and astonishing and earth-shattering is the transfiguration of us accomplished in the cross, in the death and resurrection of Jesus. For the death and resurrection of Jesus, we are changed. We are changed from sinners to saints, from guilty to freed, from unrighteous to righteous, from the corruptible, decaying dust to dust of this life to the incorruptible brilliance of the white robes of heaven eternal. There is where we are given an eternal glory, an eternal transfiguration, where we can reflect the glory of Christ for all eternity. And even now, our reflection of his love and glory to each other, to the world around us. We shine like beacons of light in a dark world, more dazzling than the the dreariness of sin all around us. We come forth with with a message of hope and confidence and a boasting that is in Christ and his cross, that we can rejoice even in our sufferings, because the world would like to be like Peter and John and James. We are tempted like Peter and John and James to say, "Lord, let's just stay with the glory. Let's stay on the mountaintops." Mountaintops are good. I love being high up, nearer to God. I guess it's a little bit closer to him, I guess. But on the other hand, that is not where God can that's not where we experience and receive the true brilliance of God. In the death and resurrection of Jesus. Because we know that our life is not a series of mountaintops, one after another. But we live in a valley. We live in a valley of the shadow of death. We have our low points. And that is the brilliance, that Jesus did not stay on the mountain to watch over us as we suffer and, and experience our lows. But he came down with us to walk with us to suffer with us, to set us free from that suffering and into the eternal glory that he has shown on that mount. There you have Moses and Elijah, the giver of the Ten Commandments, the giver of the law, and Elijah the prophet. But you also have there the living and the dead. For we read of Moses' death there in the plains of Moab, When he was 120 years old, his eye undimmed, vigor unabated, quite an accomplishment. But he died, and was buried, and was with the Lord there on the mountain. But there's also Elijah, who did not taste of death. Elijah, who was carried by a chariot into the glories of heaven, not tasting of death, but being transmitted immediately into heaven well on the last day when christ will return to judge the living and the dead as we have just confessed in the nicene creed what will we know will be in store for the living and for the dead to see the glory and be in the presence of jesus just as moses and elijah were so will we and all believers in christ because we believe that He will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. We have assurance of that because Moses and Elijah are there. Peter, John, and James are there with God's glory. God speaks. Calls Jesus, His Son, His Chosen One. Directs us to listen to Him. And then goes on His exodus. So hear. Hear and listen to the word of the Lord. We go out from this place where it is good to be. We come down from the mountaintop of of touching and eating with God on a Sunday morning and singing His praises, catching a glimpse of the glorified body of Christ. I look out among here and I see the saints of God who have been changed from unbelief to belief, from sinner into saint, and I see here the glory of God. And it's good to be here. Good to be among you. Good to be here together. And then together we come down from the mountain, we go about our business that God has called us to, reflecting the light and glory of God as we forgive one another, as we live together in, in peace and harmony, as we repent when we sin, and as we receive grace for all our trespasses. There's the glory. There's the gracious epiphany of Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. And just as Jesus then will set his face toward the cross, on Wednesday we set our face toward the cross and resurrection of Jesus. We enter into Lent, beginning with the ashes of repentance and ending with a feast of joy on Easter, where that glory is truly seen, accomplished, and given to you in the forgiveness of all your sins. That is the gracious epiphany of Jesus, his cross, your salvation, your deliverance. In Jesus' name, amen. And the peace which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.